Welcome to the Battle Buddies. I'm still in control, and this is Blades in the Dark still. How's it going, everybody? Who are you? Are we introducing ourselves? I don't, we, you guys, never you sure. guys are welcome. I don't know what the standard is anymore. <laughs> I feel like we used to introduce ourselves, and then we stopped at some point. And... Well, maybe we don't introduce ourselves. Maybe we introduce each other. That's Steven. Hey. He's the game master. Mm-hmm. For now. For That's now. Cody. He plays Chester, the lovable prankster. Oh my. Darn it. I wanted to introduce Cody. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, please take turns introducing me. <laughs> so that guy wearing dog ears over there. That's Cody. I'm one of those DJ dog ears for uh, not Halloween. That's every day other than Halloween. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's Jed over there. You see him? The guy waving? <laughs> He's behind you. <laughs> yeah. He's right there. Watch out. He just he oh. just watches. He's not a he's not a part of the show. He won't hurt you, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Just feed him every now and then. He won't hurt you, but he also won't interfere if someone else tries to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> a bad guard dog. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> he's a bad guard dog. Um and I, I guess I'll introduce Richard, because Richard was the previous person who talked. And he plays a big shark person. <laughs> and I'm not in yes. your room. <laughs> don't not, check the closet. <laughs> don't, don't look for him. Oh, that'd be so funny. Can we arrange it to like, does anyone know someone who listens to the show? And we could all be in their room when they first put on this episode. No one listens to the show. That's sad. Mm. But true. So last time, <laughs> last time for the people who don't listen to the show, but only listen to this one episode, uh, these guys were planning to get into a battle of the bands and help it out, I guess. Uh, not entirely sure what their plan was there. Tim planned the most excellent party that's ever been planned, and it's going to go swimmingly. You got flowers and another band. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Multiple uh, bands. You didn't- you didn't even get your normal your normal procession of ghosts this time around. I mean, I, I feel like that's something I can just drum up at the band. Nice band humor. <laughs> so yeah, uh, who you guys were? You guys were all all headed in with your respective bands. Um, Tim, were you going in with the Stone Temple Pirates, or were you going uh, in with the Tim and the Tims? I was the lead Tim of the Tim and okay, the Tims. Okay, you're, you're the head Tim. Head yes, Tim, but he's disguised. Wait, hold on. Um, he's disguised as a Tim other than himself, I think. He's disguised as a different Tim. Yes, because we all got lookalikes to go in the normal way and pretend to be us <laughs> while we sneak in hey, disguised. How did, how did Miriam get a lookalike? Well, there's shark people around. Shark interns. <laughs> we definitely have a shark intern who is nearly identical nearly, to Miriam. Okay, that's, 
that's not particularly reasonable, but sure, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just always imagine Miriam as like a really big shark person. You know, like other shark people are small next to Miriam. Oh, He's a big boy. Uh, you know? Well, we put we put this other guy in a muscle suit. He's padded. Does Miriam lift? Oh yeah, that's his <laughs> vice. <laughs> that's his other one besides eating people hey yo so what uh what got you in the lifting ah makes it easier to catch and eat people <laughs> you gotta bring the people up to your mouth don't you yeah. <laughs> gotta have the right form yeah you don't want to pull um, a muscle while eating a man <laughs> i noticed while hunting and eating people i started to get more muscle tone <laughs> I notice when they're running, it's convenient when I can run faster than <laughs> man flesh, the ultimate protein. <laughs> so yeah, you, Tim, Tim's going in with Tim and the Tims. Uh, Miriam and Chester are dressed up as some of Dog Eater's dogs. Yes, is, is that is that accurate? Yes, sir. Um, so since you guys are going in with the bands, I, I assume you guys are headed in kind of fairly early to this event. You know, like it starts around six p.m., um, but the band's got to like get set up and whatnot. So. DJ Doggers has a reputation. I think he's he's a little late. It does it take a while to set up like a DJ stand? Yeah, I mean setting up DJ stuff. There's a lot of cables you got to connect, so it, it's a bit more work than you probably want. But it's not quite Tim and the Tim's bad, where they've got like you know eight different kinds of horns and two <laughs> drum kits, you know, and and like it's it's like it's a whole band. Like well, they're practically a marching band. Yeah, uh, I, but they do ska. I have a late. How, how many? degrees of separation is there between a, a regular marching band and a ska band uh surprisingly few <laughs> one degree it's, <laughs> it's really it's really just like add in a guitar and some some drums i wonder, you know? if, I wonder if any hard. high school band members ever noticed that you know we're like one degree of separation away from being a ska band <laughs> you, would think, you would think that if we just started skanking right now <laughs> yeah. we would be a ska band if we had like a really shrill singer that would just tie this all together so yeah you guys tim tim you guys show up you guys show up fairly early on this the sun is still setting so uh, i'm not going to use all these three clocks i think i'm just going to use the four step clock okay right center here to show the passage of time and we'll get to what happens at the end of that clock when it happens Oh no! Yep, I'm not gonna describe what it is, but that's what that's what this this four step clock is. Um, so yeah, Tim, Tim, you show up. the The sun's still setting. There's you know, there's probably a couple bands setting up on the side stages right now. Um, uh, in fact, that's I think the Tim and the Tims is going to be on the right stage, um, not not the center stage, but you know, it's it's going to be a bit tight to fit all the Tims onto the right the right hand stage as you guys get in. You guys are starting to you know, pick it apart and, and see where you're going to be able to set up everybody. There's a, there's a sizable crowd at this point, and, and some music is being played already as, as a couple of the bands who are setting up first are, like, practicing and, and tuning. Um, what are you doing? How, how does the Battle of the Bands work? Is it, do I bump people off of different stages? Is that how this works? Is it, <laughs> is it going to be a literal battle? I don't, I don't think it's quite going to be a, a physical confrontation. There are judges... Um, judges and just general crowd excitement. Um, Does each you know, band once, play once, or is it uh, like a bracket <laughs> round robin? A round robin. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's round robin. You know, the the bands you got to have at least four songs. Mm. You know, to to get all the way to the end. Uh, the Tim's um, only practice the one song. <laughs> They're gonna play the same song four times. <laughs> just the same song. Uh, 
I was listening to some ska earlier, and I was like, this is totally something that the Tims would play. Uh, <laughs> was it was good? It? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine everyone sets up all of the other Tims, Horn Tim, Flute Tim. I think, uh, I think the first song they play is Come On Eileen. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, okay. Yeah. yeah. But they're pretty good. You know, they're, they're talented. I, I, Eileen is the name of one of their aunts. <laughs> wait that doesn't make any fucking sense it'd be come on tim it would just be come on tim yeah uh, uh what were you saying jet oh uh tim how tim enters onto the stage is uh a guy comes out with a sax case and he opens it and tim pops out of it this <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a beautiful elf with ears the- the crowd is pretty excited about that. It's not often that people come popping out of instruments, but yeah, they're they're you know you hear some murmurs. You know, there are some people who are pretty confident that you're that you're the instrument that's going to be played. <laughs> does he have a Does he have a horn? Is he? I, where does he hide it? I think Tim gets up to the mic, um, and immediately as he starts singing, he starts summoning ghosts to kind of like pump up the crowd. Uh, so, so yeah, they're, they're also you, as you, as you're getting like set up mm-hmm. even beforehand, you do notice that there's already like a couple ghosts sort of, you know, floating about mm. and nobody seems too bothered by it. So yeah, once you guys are, are really starting to get into your, into your band practice okay. and, um, you, you summon up a couple additional ghosts, it does seem like people are, people are generally into this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird and crazy, but well, I, yeah. I, I'm picturing the scene mm-hmm. from... Um, from the movie Anastasia, where <laughs> Rasputin summons all those ghosts, and it's a big musical number. <laughs> it's called "In the Dark of the Night," I think. Uh, look it up later. It's really good, and that's what I'm picturing: a ska version of "In the Dark of the Night." <laughs> <laughs> Come, my minions, fly to your master. Um. And and you do you do notice as you're looking out into the crowd, you know, you see you see your robot friend Montana um hanging out there with his with his Justice for Corky shirt. How can you see uh, him? He blends into the crowd so he well. He blends in so well. <laughs> uh you see you do see kind of at the edge of the crowds, you you notice um floral arrangements. Floral arrangements. <laughs> no, uh officers, uh the OSID officers dressed in teal. Um there's one particularly large man. Uh, who, who seems to be talking to two others before he kind of like walks off to go patrol the perimeter. And yeah, yeah, I, I think, you know, you guys, you guys get off a, a, a couple of songs pretty, pretty easily there early on. Um, cause everybody else is still setting up, but I, I like to imagine Tim and the Tims are, are like mostly horns. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, technical equipment you guys need to set up. So, so like, I know the crowd love the ghost. Are these judges? How do they feel about ghosts? <laughs> I think the judges like the ghosts too. At least one of the judges is pretty into it. Who are the judges? Do we know them? Is oh boy, I didn't think Zan one of them. <laughs> Zan would be a great. Zan judge loves woman. ghosts. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Zan. Um, not Batswell. Batswell's still sort of shunned from the community. Um, from well, yeah, <laughs> Zan. Another council member named Jermire. And the turtle, who who was what was the turtle's name? Bush. Ah yes, Bush. <laughs> Could everyone slow the music down? <laughs> yeah, he Bush is is not too into the not ska. Not my tempo. <laughs> he he does not like the ska very much. Uh, so yeah, and and Miriam and Chester, 
how how late do you think DJ Dog Ears shows up? He might not like, even show up at all. Yeah, <laughs> we might be on our own. <laughs> we're just both dressed up as dogs (laughs) waiting backstage we're like where is we're on any moment now he hasn't shown up yet i'm getting nervous we do know that he has a substance abuse Uh, problem though uh dj dj sandy beach does get set up on on the other stage uh kind of kind of opposite to tim and the tims um she seems to be doing a pretty Pretty good beat, but I, th- I think people are pretty fascinated by seeing a bunch of Tims on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they seem to be getting a lot of attention at this point. I mean, he, he left his playlist um, here. We could just hit the play button. <laughs> <laughs> the play button. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what a DJ is. It's just That's a guy true. who plus... <laughs> yeah, worst case scenario. Uh, so yeah, the, Miriam and Miriam Chester, what are you guys doing? Did you guys... Did you guys show up with DJ Dog Ears or or? You tell us, man. Is he here? I mean, are you guys like? Um, We're waiting for him. Yeah, we're waiting for DJ Dog Ears. That's man. You guys put this back on me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I mean, it'd be real fun to just say you guys don't show up until very late, and then you can't do anything. You know, that, would it be? That fun? could be exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think DJ Dog Ears shows up just a little bit late. You know, he's still got to set up his equipment, uh-huh. so. I'll fill this. I'll fill this first clock when you guys show up. But I think I think Tim and the Tims, you know, you guys are you guys are getting some getting some business done. You definitely see um, Tim at one point. You notice uh, Leonard kind of like carefully shuffling people around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 sort of like not in not in a particularly obvious way, but he 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 kind of like comes into the crowd and then you see the crowd like start to move in one direction or another and and it's like subtle manipulation of where people are standing. God damn it, he's gonna summon a demon and he's gonna <laughs> sacrifice all of these party goers. Uh, yeah, you definitely you definitely see Leonard kind of kind of wandering around. Um, uh, do we in, see in the crowd. do we see our doppelgangers? I think that's what Miriam and I are doing right now is from from backstage, we're keeping an eye on our doppelgangers. I want to see, hoping that your doppelgangers show up into the crowd. Well, they should. They're our interns. Like they don't That's want true. to get fired. <laughs> did, you, did you tell them? Did you tell them to show up pretty early on, or are they known for for being lazy as well? Well, we wanted to be there first so that we could monitor mm-hmm. the, them okay. and see Leonard's what Leonard does as they spring any traps that were left for us. Uh, yeah, one of them gets like pulled up into a net and carried <laughs> off. <laughs> Got him <laughs> right off the bat. I think I want to get the ghost uh, to start pulling people on yeah. stage, like to to disrupt what Leonard's trying to do involuntarily. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember what I was going to use the second clock for. Let's make the six-step clock the time, and then the four-step clock is the ritual. There's a. Now we know it's a ritual. Oh yeah. I think Tim's got the right idea. We just got to keep fucking up that circle. <laughs> Come on up and dance on the stage, everyone. Is Leonard trying to make a human pentagram? Human pentagram? Uh, I mean, if you if you uh, stare at it long enough, you know, maybe kind of. We just figure out his plan. Is he really summoning a demon? <laughs> I think I think we've like got it in one. Like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll I'll go with that. The demon summoning, or go ahead and go ahead and sure. Can I can I roll a survey to see if it looks like a pentagram? <laughs> sure, yeah. Controlled, I assume. Um, 
Yes. Well, actually, so we totally forgot to roll you guys' engagement roll. Oh, yeah. That's what. That I, I knew something felt wrong. Right. This is a game. Yeah. I'm not going to roll it because I've had bad luck with that. <laughs> Tim's uh, not going to roll it. <laughs> definitely not Tim. I think it's on you, Miriam. Or can we get one of our interns to roll it? Can we get can we get uh can we get Roland Tim to roll it? He always rolls six. So you guys start with one D for sheer luck. Uh major disadvantages and advantages. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Uh is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? I think so. I like to think so. You don't know our plan, Steven. It's very complicated. Yeah, we had to hide it from the uh, GM. Well, if it, if it's <laughs> If, if it's overly complex, that is a minus 1D. It's very simple and easy to understand. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm going to call that one a wash and say that it is both bold and complex. Okay. So you, you neither win nor lose. Um, does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Well, we did figure out the whole pentagram thing. So you I, guys, like think yeah, so. I, I think you guys discovered a vulnerability. You know, um, you, you, you snuck a, an agent into Leonard's Good Events. Um, oh you shit! Have that's more, true. You have more bands than than your than one would have expected. Which so was any, zero is what one would have expected. <laughs> if any of the three bands of your guys's, you know, you can take that as a win. So I'll give you plus one die there. Which, which stage is the Stone Temple Pirates on? They're gonna they're gonna end up going up uh, across from you as well. And I'll I have a, I have a thing for when they're setting up, but um, the third thing. So can any of your friends or contacts provide aid? Um, are any enemies or rivals interfering? Again, I think that one's a wash because I think you guys both have friends and contacts providing aid actively in this operation and enemies and rivals who are aware that you're here trying to interfere. And the last one, any other elements, blah, 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 higher tier, lower tier. So I think you guys get 2d6. Threes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that a risky or a desperate? That's a that's desperate. Oh. A demon is immediately summoned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brian narks. <laughs> hey, those are dogs. <laughs> those are my roommates. Results. You're in a desperate position when the action starts. So yes, there are there are more cops for one thing um, than I had previously described. Arrest Leonard. So, <laughs> you know, but you know what cops love. Cops love coffee. They love coffee. <laughs> Who's supplying the coffee for the cops? It was it was Miriam who was going to do a survey check, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So that it, what you do, what you do, will be in a in a desperate position. What what you get the sense of is that there are there are people with eyes like actively looking for you guys. Can we set this up? Can I set this up real fast? Sure. So Miriam and I sneak in. Uh, with DJ Dog Ears' pack of dogs, mm-hmm. so it's just like a, like thirty fucking dogs. I'm talking about. Uh, and we go backstage, and that's when Miriam and I slip out from that pack of dogs. So yeah, we climb up and we hide, like you know, in that in the curtain area at the top, so that we can have a nice bird's eye view on what what all is going on. So it's like sandbag rope thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can drop sandbags on uh, the Tims if we need to. <laughs> Uh, no, just so we can monitor, because we're just we're just here yeah. in an observational capacity for Tim's wild party, and I want to be able to keep an eye on our doppelgangers, 
and the demon summoning circle. What I'll say is, is, is as you guys, as you guys climbed up there, you realize that it is far more precarious than um, you had initially expected. It's very windy, um, particularly as you get as you get higher and higher. Uh, so making making that survey roll is going to be difficult. It's desperate to to like both get a grasp of the crowd while trying to maintain your balance up there. Do we have like uh forge walkie talkies to communicate with Tim? <laughs> you guys stole some of those walkie talkies. I mean, yeah, what's our load? I think I think yeah, you guys you guys could have walkie talkies to communicate with with Tim or whoever. Head Tim, head Tim, come in. <laughs> yeah, what's up? We're uh, me and Chester are in position. Gonna uh, start hold looking on. around. Why don't we have code names? I'm confused. Oh, <laughs> I don't know uh, Tim's code name. It's uh, Mr. Green was what we, we all had color names. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Green, come in. Yeah, what's up? This is code blue. Okay, I'm in position. Uh, yeah. I, I can see it. You're, you like, can see me? Can what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, I think we need to move a little bit. <laughs> the, whole point, the whole point of beat up here was not to be seen. Yeah, uh, I see it right now. That's yeah, just... I see two big dogs right on top of the stage. <laughs> running around on all fours. <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to try and uh, spot Leonard, see what's going on. This is Blood Orange speaking. Um, <laughs> the yeah. target is in sight. The target is in sight, I repeat. Oh, yeah? Yes, well, he's right in the center of what lo- appears to be a demon summoning circle. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that doesn't sound great. Um Yeah, we should I'm sure I'm sure it's just a wild coincidence that the crowd is uh formed up in that way yeah I, i'm also doing this while trying to sing a song so this is coming out weird <laughs> it's just audibly talking to the crowd it's it's, like... it's during the the trumpet solo you know you guys hear a real loud trumpet going on in the background tim yeah. it's very loud wherever you are could you <laughs> could you try and go somewhere a little more quiet Can you turn oh yeah the trumpet down yeah uh tim jumps off the stage <laughs> and gets he's He's crowd, crowd surfing. Yeah, the crowd immediately catches him. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is better. Can you hear me better? <laughs> Much better. <laughs> your screams. Someone hits the the walkie talkie, and it's like a loud thud. Do people mosh to ska? <laughs> uh, yeah. You skank. That's, that's going to be a pretty vigorous crowd surf. This is yeah. There's lots of jumping going on right now. So yeah, Miriam, are you gonna are you gonna do a survey roll or? Yeah, I'm gonna try and spot spot the good man. All right. Yeah, you guys are you guys are in a desperate situation. You get you get the sense as you look down that someone might be looking up. Oh no! All right, I'm I'm not gonna stress myself. You guys have a you guys have a pretty good eye view actually, so I'll give you great effect. Whoa! Oh, I don't Why need it. Why is your survey so good? <laughs> it, it's my role. I have three points. In Miriam, <laughs> Miriam, I'm so glad you put all that time into studying about demons and summoning circles. <laughs> I can spot a so, yeah. pentagram from a mile away. <laughs> Miriam, what were what were what was your what were you trying to find with that survey? You were you were just surveying the crowd below, just trying to get a view of I was, the shape that he's making. I always check for pentagrams kind of, just in general when i'm like out and about <laughs> just a general pentagram check yeah i think i recognize hey, hey, miriam, this one miriam like. have you done your daily pentagram check <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah yeah you you definitely can see that like 
roughly in a pentagram shape. There's kind of like the three stages, which sort of form the the top three points. And then there's big two big groups of the crowd that kind of form the bottom two points. Uh, they're sort of like clumped off to the to the two bottom sides. Do I like um, recognize like what this is used for? Like to summon. So, so you would recognize it because it is less a demon ritual. Not that you would be familiar with demon <laughs> rituals, um, <laughs> but you are familiar with this kind of ritual, which is a ghost summoning ritual. Oh yes, mm, big difference. It's huge, yeah. Good demons, ghosts. You know, there, there's there's similarities. So at first you were you weren't sure, but um, you've been around Tim and he's done enough summonings that I think you can put together that this is like the biggest uh, soul ghost summoning circle that you've seen. Oh, hmm. oh no! Interesting. Um, if there's one thing I hate at parties, it's ghost summoning. <laughs> If there's one thing that never belongs at a party, it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, Chester looks like Leonard's gone full ghost. Oh, he's gone Tim. He's, oh no! <laughs> yeah, you see those people gather around the shape it's making. They're not. They're not in the shape of a pentagram, are they? They are. It's. Oh, it's not your demon summoning one. <laughs> I know that's a common misconception. <laughs> But that's a uh, that's the big ghost one. We gotta we gotta sp- like stop them, spread them out. I think I think we may need to adv- we may need to get the advice of a professional necromancer on this. <laughs> uh, can we get? Do you think we could get Gwyn on the horn? <laughs> this is Blood Orange. Um, what would Gwyn's code name be? This is Blood Orange to Black King. Are you there? Uh, yeah, Black. Come in, Black. come in, Black King. Hey, I, I've, I think I, I keep going back into Mond. What was <laughs> yeah. Mondin, what Get was off the woman. <laughs> what was Penguin's voice? It was kind of like Mondin. It was definitely, definitely from Boston. <laughs> As are most people here. <laughs> Number one around here. The Black King here. How's it going? Uh, Black King, we may need you uh, to consult us on what could potentially be uh, a necromancy ritual over here. A ritual, huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we need you to identify whether it's necromancy or demonomancy. Demonomancy. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, like 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 demons? Uh, yes. I, 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 woof, man, I, I try to avoid that. Did he say wolf because he's dressed up like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Black King, I'm going to need you to separate yourself from the dog group and climb up the uh, the stage to get a bird's eye view on this with us. All right, I, I, I head up there. Be on your guard. You may need to roll prowl. It's pretty windy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he heads up there. I've gone ahead and filled two of the time clocks and then one tick on the um, ritual clock. Um, so now it's... You know, a couple of hours have gone by. The the each stage has like at least one band that's fully set up on it. And at this point, um, the Stone Temple Pirates start to start to set up. And uh, Tim, Tim, and Miriam and Chester, because you guys are just sort of hanging up at the top. Tim's been crowd surfing this whole time. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so so maybe Tim doesn't notice it. Um, but you guys, as as the Stone Temple Pirates are are um, setting up you see someone who is roughly Corky's height 
<gasps> and roughly Corky's weight. And he's wearing a shirt that says Justice for Corky. <gasps> his, what? His brother? <laughs> Is it Corky? <laughs> it's Corky. Uh, you get it. You get a good. It takes you a minute, but you realize it's Corky. He's helping. He's helping them set up. What the fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? He was a pirate this whole time. I think as the Stone Temple pirates are setting up, that's around the time that I'm supposed to contact um, my doppelganger and tell him oh, yeah. to initiate the the plan, which is to try to draw Leonard's attention. Okay. Um. Blood orange to false orange. Blood orange to false orange. False orange come in. <laughs> mm, yes, false orange here. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, the false of the orange, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> That's what my mother always told me. <laughs> yes, I think I think this guy and I really hit it off <laughs> when I first hired him. Um, false orange, it's time to uh, initiate Operation Juice Squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there and do your thing, false orange. <laughs> you know oh, what it man. is. Yeah, you see him immediately start like he he's really getting into that dance that you guys practice. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. The juice. It's, it's like it's an elaborate. There's lots of butt slapping, <laughs> uh, helicoptering with his tail. Yeah. yeah, he's he's really he's and he's he's definitely like he's standing in the middle of the crowd. So it, it's you know where there's like a light density of people that there's fewer people here mm-hmm. um not not in the the two circles where leonard has been kind of like leading people um and you you do see i think you guys from from up above you do see leonard notice uh this gestating and dancing chester look-alike <laughs> um, but he does he does not immediately go over there he he continues to try and like keep people separated out the way they are yeah i i I was just going to crowd surfing. Yeah, I'm still crowd surfing, but I think I'm like crowd surfing in a direction to kind of like, as I'm moving along, I'm trying to get people to come with me to get outside of the, you're trying to get people to follow you when you're surfing on their hands. Yeah. I want more people to come up here and surf around is what I'm trying (laughs) to do. I see. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm like trying to summon a ghost to help surf the next person that wants to get up on this. Um, sure I, I think that's pretty i think that's pretty reasonable are you are you doing this actively to disrupt yeah the that, um, okay that's my um, main plan that's probably a role and do, 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 does tim know that he needs to disrupt have we consulted with him on this uh i guess i guess that's fair yeah i i wouldn't have been con- it's up to you guys we called um, gwen about the pentagram maybe tim overheard us uh call those walkie talkies are very loud yeah. and we're all on the same channel <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tim overheard us call Gwen, and after a little bit into the conversation with Gwen, we're just like, Gwen, could could you switch over to the other channel that we mentioned earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tim. Um. All right. Yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty pretty reasonable for you to do. It's just yeah, if you're trying to disrupt um, Leonard's thing, then it's probably a role. Okay. Because there's there's some risk involved. So I'm either, what would this be to get, either get people to start coming up here or? Um, that could be most, uh, command is easy cause to, to believe because that's, you know, just like telling people to get up there. I could see consort as well. Yeah, I'm going to stress myself out and use, uh, I think consort. Right. All right. And effect level. 
Um, standard. Standard effect. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, The ritual gets worse. For those listening... He rolled a one. Yeah, yeah. he rolled the p- worst possible outcome. He rolled uh, a one. Yikes. So, you... You do, I mean, pe- people do get up on the, the um, what, a crowd surfing with you? Mm-hmm. You get several people up there, you know. But the thing is that the crowd pulls you off sort of towards the two, um, the two other focal points. Mm. Your natural necromancy instincts accelerate the <laughs> creation of the pentagram. <laughs> uh, is Gwen up here with us yet in these rafters? Yeah, so... The other thing, uh, no, 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 no. You're not Gwyn, you're some other fucking penguin. <laughs> <laughs> a different penguin gets up there. Some gets other, up there first. Some other uh, goddamn it, penguin dressed as a dog. It takes them a while. Penguins aren't very good at, at climbing. Um, at least not climbing rafters and such. So an, another, um, you know, we're about two and a half, three hours into this event at this point. You guys have spent a lot of time hanging up up, up, up there, just sort of watching the crowd from below. I think... I think Chester uh, Chester got an oversized dog suit so that he could secret away uh, like a blanket and some snacks and stuff in here. Because mm-hmm. we knew that we'd be up here a while. Yeah, you guys are really, really staking this one out. And he's got sensitive ears, so he's got some earplugs in. <laughs> you do see, uh, now that the, the sun has like officially set, and you guys do notice Mondin uh, join in, he's... He seems to be carrying some things. Joy, join in uh, where? And at the Battle of the Bands, he comes in through the through the entrance of the crowd. Is that Mondin or his doppelganger that we got for him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> did you guys get a? Did Mondin get a doppelganger too? I don't think Mondin's wanted at this point. Is, okay. I, I do like that you established at first that the sun did set. Yeah, of course. Oh. Duh. <laughs> uh, so I've got a radio bond in. Um, ksh, Dracula. <laughs> come, come in, Dracula. I told you I ain't no Dracula, but that's a fine one. nickname, I guess. But... Uh, Nosferatu, come in. Yeah, I like that one more. <laughs> that's fitting. How's it going, Chest? I see you guys. Are you guys? Where are you guys at? Uh, look for the three dogs on top of the middle <laughs> stage. I see I see a Chester lookalike really gestating out in the middle of the crowd. Yes, perfect. He's meant to draw oh, the there eye. You, How'd those dogs get up there? <laughs> well, that's not a good place for dogs. Don't focus on the dogs, Mondin. Oh, man. Um. So wait, hold on. Before I tell Mondin what he should do, what what did Gwyn... Uh, what sort of information did we get about the pentagram from Gwyn? Mostly it's... it's uh, a very large, like it, it's a mass ghost summoning circle. It's not like it's summoning one powerful ghost, but a bunch of different ghosts. I see. Now, Gwen, do you take this to be a bad thing? Uh, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> <you know? laughs> ain't never known anybody to summon a bunch of ghosts to be a good thing. And what would be the best way that we could? Is there a way that we could turn this to our advantage? Turn it to your advantage, huh? Let's. Well, you know. You could, uh, you could all leave, uh, <laughs> be nowhere near you when it happens. I mean, I'm, what, my, what I'm trying to get at here is, uh, we have summoned our own fair share of ghosts before. Um, I guess that's true. As, as party planners, it's pretty, it's regulation. How, um, how good is your necromancer? Well, 
you you tell me when you are the arbiter. Yeah, that's you. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man, <laughs> these guys. I don't. I, this I I think I could handle maybe a couple ghosts, but this this is a little out of my league. So, how no. many necromancers of your caliber do you think we would need? Uh, you know, like twenty. Oh, that's. So you, is is that because you're you're bad or maybe ten if you get them all at my qual my caliber, but that's that's gonna be real hard, you know, especially on this later notice. Alright, so we need you know, nine lots, more. <laughs> lots of necromancers need babysitters, you know, it's kinda of, you can't you can't just drop it on them like that. I see. Um and what would be the best way to go about disrupting this uh ritual? Well, you stop the people from being in those two big circles Interesting. there. Um, Miriam, that'd be, that'd be one. That'd be a big help. Miriam, I think we may need to resort to Plan B, Plan Grease. <laughs> uh, and you guys, you guys do see Mondin like he's he's carrying some things. You see him like waving them around in the air a little bit, and he calls you guys up. He's like, "Guys, this party's off the charts. This there's some there's some weird party dynamics going on in here. Everything's everything's out of whack. People are not standing in the right places." Nosferatu, we're trying to get this into whack as we speak. Um, could you please go ahead and spill the grease buckets? <laughs> uh, where did you guys put the grease buckets? They're, they're my dog bag on stage. <laughs> oh, yes. Miriam left the grease buckets in his dog bag on stage. You're going to have to sneak back there and pour it into the crowd. <laughs> All right. Miriam, go ahead and take... I'll, I'll consider this to be a flashback of you putting those those grease things there go ahead and take one stress all right i have one stress mr green come in mr green oh yeah what's up um never mind (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) tim how's how's the crowd surfing no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh mr green we seem to have a ghost summoning circle on our hands oh um yes you are at the center of it actually um huh the crowd is a pentagram oh that oh <laughs> i should have seen that coming that's like in the books yeah you yeah. should have yes pretty standard amateur necromancy stuff tim where were you on that uh <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to headline a band and do necromancy and, you know, survey what a crowd. What necromancy have you been doing? We told you to do one thing, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and that was plan a party. Oh, uh, yeah, the party's going off fine. People seem to be having a good time. Do you have any advice on how we could maybe not have a bunch of ghosts summoned here? Um... Actually, is there, like, I'm going to roll a uh, study roll to see if there's anything in my previous necromantic books that I've read about this ritual and how to sure. deal with this shit. How to deal that with it. That one class he took in college. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, desperate, what effect? Standard effect? Yeah. Can I, can I make myself a, a, a bargain with the devil? <laughs> oh, boy. You've come to the right place. Wait, yeah. you're doing a bargain with the devil to see if you can remember something from school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, for some tests, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm trying to think, uh, particularly because the, I don't know, you're trying to prevent this ritual, yeah. right? Yes. What could I offer you? What? That would be bad. Could Satan actually show up and ponder Satan, this? Satan shows up. Now, Tim, what could I offer <laughs> you that would be bad? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, you lose sight of Montana if 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 you do this. The the focusing on this, um, you know, Montana's kind of in the crowd cheering. He's even been you know helping carry you from time to time. But <laughs> he's macking uh, on some girl <laughs> to get to get this extra dice. You yeah you lose you lose sight of of your robot friend. Hmm. Permanently. Well, <laughs> you'll never see him again. <laughs> you'll never see him again. I'm not gonna take it. Uh, well, <laughs> it's too steep, Satan. It's fair. Yep. Yep. <laughs> too steep. Hey, that's why they call him Devil's Bargain. Yeah, I'm gonna just do standard effect one die. It's, yeah. Here All right. comes the Sounds one. Good. Okay. Hey. Wow. Not bad. Oh, and all all of you guys who have been rolling desperate rolls, you get to add experience into that mm, um, yeah. that stat. Ooh, a survey experience. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get even more survey dice. Mm-hmm. He's going to be real good at surveying. So you got a five. Uh, you do it, but there's a consequence, severe harm, serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. So you were trying to just study uh, study this, this ritual and, and gather what information you can on it. Yeah, or right? recall whatever... Uh, any books or tomes of knowledge that I have uh, you read in the past about this ritual or similar rituals? Uh, yeah, so so you definitely recall you recall um, not this specific ritual, but a similar um, mass ghost summoning ritual. It does seem to just pull from spirits nearby, hmm. um, not necessarily good spirits or bad spirits, but it also. Um, spirits nearby and spirits who are tied to the people at the event is essentially what, what you, what you recall it specifically, um, being a summoning ritual for it just, it just sort of pulls the, the spirits who maybe are in the area directly here or the spirits who have some sort of connection to these people here. Um, as far as how you could affect it, um, the main, the main thing it's going to be hard to get bands off the stages mm-hmm. uh, as since they since they sort of form focal points but that's that's one option is to disrupt, disrupt that move your guys's bands out and as well as just trying to disrupt the crowd which is, is a bit harder mm-hmm. but since you guys have at least one fairly large band you can kind of reshape the mass of people in this area so I, I kind of want to make the ritual. Does Leonard have any dead relatives that he just doesn't want to see? <laughs> Probably. Like, I mean, don't we all? <laughs> who would just be real disappointed in him and would not make his his life really happy. His grandpa who taught him everything about partying and being an upstanding individual. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think you could probably you could probably figure out a way to arrange that, you know, like um get something personal to Leonard into the into the circle so that so that the spirits that are more closely tied to him he's probably like put down anti spells to kind of prevent that from happening okay so uh, I, I really like that hey guys do you want to dick over Leonard <laughs> are you yelling are we are you using uh, the... I'm, not, I'm uh oh, oh yes uh, uh code <laughs> All right, uh, blood orange, blood orange. 
Can you hear me? Uh, sorry, you, you have to press it down when I'm not holding it down. <laughs> All right, I'm blood <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, hey! I can't, I can't hear you, Tim. Are you, are you holding down the button? Right. Like, oh, Is I'm that gonna, Tim on the oh. line? <laughs> right. Hey, yeah, guys, come on! Tim, I just hear static. I'm not sure what's going on over there. Are you, are you holding down the button properly? Yeah, I'm holding it down the whole time. Uh, code blue. Can you hear me? <laughs> like, I'm right next to him. I, uh, <laughs> I at least hear you. Yeah, yeah. There's noise. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, Tim, our 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 walkie-talkies are working just fine. Um, you have to wait until we say over, Tim. Over. Tim, did you get that? I'm not right. hearing anything. Guys, guys, come on, come on. <laughs> listen, listen. Come on, out with it, Tim. Are you trying to tell us something important? Over. All right. All right, guys. Can you hear me? <laughs> What? Yes, Tim. Hurry up already. We've got we've got to figure this summoning ritual out. All right, I I know what's going on. They're trying to pull in a bunch of ghosts from the area, but I have an idea. We can stick. I'm so sorry, Tim. I was on the wrong channel. Uh, were you saying something? Penguin was just telling us a great idea. Neko Grin was just telling us the most brilliant idea about this summoning ritual. Go All for right. it, Tim. <laughs> Alright, whenever this is this joke is over, I, I relay the information that I gathered. Right. Tim, why why didn't you tell us sooner, Tim? <laughs> and I mean Mr. Green. <laughs> so I, I I say, yeah, you guys should probably like get something of Leonard's so I can connect it to the ritual circle. Mondin, get some of Leonard's blood, please. <laughs> the one you have in the vial already. <laughs> can I? Can I still do the oil thing though? Just oh yeah, I, I I we we I guess we did skip past that, didn't we? Yeah, it might be tough. Like we're 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 already on a path to disrupt the summoning circle. So do you need the summoning circle to bring Leonard's relatives in, or can you do that yourself? I probably could do that myself. Like it's just a little bit of necromantic energy to get like his cousin or something <laughs> yeah that would be a good fuck you to leonard uh do we know enough about his family to know <laughs> who um, to summon it would be you it'd be chester who would know we yeah oh, could yes. you go, do like a flashback to high school and <laughs> uh yes with pleasure <laughs> <laughs> all right this is gonna take a whole episode i think <laughs> <laughs> the flashback episode. uh so we're gonna flash back uh, Miriam and I are uh, holding a locker party in the hallways. <laughs> so there's a bunch of students in lockers uh-huh. having a party. What's the goal of this flashback again? Uh, to learn about Leonard's relatives who don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> that like came to disrupt his whatever he was doing so maybe leonard hears the party going on inside the lockers in the hallway he's really complaining about how poorly his uncle treated him the other day you know i don't know i'm not sure what you're going for here (laughs) well it's just like we were raised to believe in two very different types of parties you know yeah that's true that's true he doesn't believe in locker or hidden parties yeah i'm like i'm miriam and i we're innovating in the party field like Rad, Bl- Rad Brad's taking us up under his wing. 
Um, he's slowly been weaning us off of human flesh. <laughs> Just a little bit at a time. Yeah. So we're we're really we're really kind of trying to innovate in the party field, and Leonard's very old school about partying. Yeah, he's throwing like a classroom party, and we're throwing a locker party at the same time. Yeah, we're time. trying something new. <laughs> we're, Miriam's like using alchemy to get us all high too. <laughs> so there's like smoke coming out of the slits in the lockers. Uh, yeah, Leonard, Leonard definitely walks by at one point and, and is very displeased. I'm just not sure how to connect this to this ghost of someone you're trying to hunt down. Or I could just say I'm pretty sure he hates his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam and I step out of the the locker as high as kites, and I'm just like, I'm just like, Miriam, we haven't quite got it down. Just a few more attempts, and I think this locker party will be perfect. And I, I look over like blazed. I'm like, do you think, uh, do you think Leonard's grandpa hates him? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of uh, came to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man. I I think so. I think, for instance, if his grandfather were to die and then be resurrected sometime in the future, Leonard would be real miffed about that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Let's go back in the locker. God, look how big my hands are. I try snapping my fingers. <laughs> oh, man. I'll I'll let you guys have that one for free. That's a that's a free flashback right there. Very complicated. Yes, Mister Green. Based on a high conversation Miriam and I had once as teenagers, I think he hates his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> so while we while we disrupt uh, the summoning circle, you get out there and bring back his fucking grandfather for whatever reason. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that works. All right. <laughs> I think, Miriam, I think we're going to have to orchestrate. We're going to have to throw a party down there. Oh, yeah. Get some, I got the grease going and everything. <laughs> the, the more wild. If they want us to go wild, we'll go wild. We'll go fucking bananas out there. <laughs> are you guys, guys going to drop the grease? We're going to drop the grease and ourselves into the moss pit and we're gonna we're gonna fucking we're gonna make this place go goddamn crazy and it's gonna throw off this ritual yeah i imagine like i have a bucket chester has a bucket and penguin has a bucket and we're all just gonna dump it at the same time yeah and then jump on the crowd mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds reasonable I, mean, I don't know what action this is there's just so much that you guys are doing uh, this has definitely got to be some sort of role. Like, like wreck would be great for mosh pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have all of our interns dive into the crowd and start throwing out their own party vibes. Their party powers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> party powers go. <laughs> all right, all right, party committee. This is exactly what we've been planning for. I need everyone out there, and I need you all to party on our mark. Over and out, and then I crush the walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're telling the, the interns to do it, that sounds like a command. Yes. Wait, they wouldn't just do what I said anyway? Why do I got to command them? They're my fucking interns. Because <laughs> there's risk and different potential things going on here. Should I roll the wreck first, or...? Yeah, okay. But Chester also has the wreck degrees. He has a bucket, too. And oh, penguin. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you guys, I can't fucking you guys can... wreck. 
you guys can do it as like a team action so that if one of you succeeds both of you succeed oh, okay well, we're gonna do that gwen's helping <laughs> and i'd say you guys you guys at this point are not not any longer in a desperate position you're in a risky position now like you guys you guys have had some some good roles and things have gone fairly well you know, you guys noticed a couple people looking up you up at you from the rafters, but I think you know there's they've slowly just assumed that you guys are supposed to be up there. We're just part of the show. There's a bunch of dogs yeah. on stage. Yeah. <laughs> they they eventually yeah. There's dogs on stage. They just assume you guys are part of it eventually. Um. So so I have an ability called the Devil's Footsteps. Oh. When you sure. push yourself, choose one of the following additional benefits: perform a feat of athletics that verges on the superhuman. Mm-hmm. Maneuver to confuse your enemies so they mistakenly attack each other, or that's mosh. Pretty good. Or mosh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. So you would both get the additional die, and you would be able to um, like perform a feat of athletics that verges on the superhuman. So when when you stress yourself, that is. Yeah, I am stressing myself. Oof. Oh boy! You better fucking roll well. <laughs> I'm gonna stress myself too. But do I get do I get two dice if I stress? Yeah, you get an additional die if you stress. <laughs> Ooh, there's one. Okay, there's a five hidden in there. Five and a four. Five four. You do it. There's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. So you guys knock over. Where where are the vats of oil positioned? Like on the stages? Like under the stages? Uh. On the stage, we we had him set up as part of DJ Dogger's set, and he's just now starting to play. Okay. So there's this like synchronized dog dance going on mm-hmm. stage, and that's that's when you guys come down from the rafters. That's when my feat of athletics is going to be to slide down the rafters, greased up, uh, into the crowd, and I'm going to bump a lot of people along the way, and they're going to think it's other people in the crowd, and the mosh is going to get fucking wild. <laughs> One thing I'll say is, is yeah, since you roll, since you unfortunately rolled a two, you know it's clunky. You get exactly what you want done, but you do not feel graceful doing all of it. Cool. DJ Sandy Beach was on the left stage, and so yeah, that, I think that's where DJ Doggers would be too. So kind of coming down from that left stage was a bunch of cans of oil that nobody noticed. You guys knock a bunch of them over. Um, you do see that that one. Big clump of crowd disperse a little bit. Um, so the the ritual clock for now stays the way it is. And then I'm going to go ahead. I, I advanced the um, time clock one earlier. I'm going to go ahead and advance it another one. So we are at five out of six on this um, this clock, which is simply time. And Miriam is just all out moshing. Just, just, just full just mosh. Just whirlwinding around. <laughs> Like picking up <laughs> random yeah. uh, moshers and using them as a whip or whatever. Yeah, just using them as a snack. <laughs> it gets a little too <laughs> in the moshing. <laughs> gotta keep your gotta keep your energy up. Um, the other thing, Chester, as as you're as you're sliding down mm-hmm. before you before you hit the um, the the barrels of oil, you do notice um, Leonard start to like he actually kind of goes after your lookalike. And you see the lookalike finally dart off, and and Leonard goes after it's him. A knife the lookalike. <laughs> he got he got he got a sense that something was going on, and you know decided to go after what he thought was Chester. At Interesting. This point. Uh, um, where's Corky? Yeah, Mir- Corky is Corky was one of the roadies for the Stone Temple Pirates. What the fuck? He's a roadie for the band we hired, and we didn't even <laughs> notice. <him. laughs> 
You guys didn't go in with that band. All right, it's roadie inspection, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 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 you know behind the stage now. So have I? Have we seen Corky? You guys would have seen Corky. We too. saw yeah, Corky. You guys, were, you guys were up there. Yeah, you saw him when he was ho- when he was helping set up earlier. And he's wearing his own shirt. His <laughs> own shirt. Yeah. Wait. Where's he been? It's been like a year since we thought he died. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was his fair question. I thought that was his brother. The guy selling corn dogs or No, that's Porky. This is Corky. He's alive. <laughs> this is definitely Corky. He's alive yeah. and wearing his own dibs. Like you, you can't do shit like this, Steven. I'm not gonna get anything done. I'm just gonna try to figure <laughs> out what Corky's doing here. <laughs> oh uh, I stopped moshing. I'm like, is that Corky over there? <laughs> <laughs> we have Miriam and I are both moshing like crazy. And then we turn to each other at the same time. And we're just like, did we see Corky earlier? <laughs> uh, Tim time. Uh, yeah, Tim, what are you up to? Um, Did uh, Mondin manage to get any of uh, Leonard's blood? <laughs> Leonard's blood? <laughs> I don't think he got any of Leonard's blood. He may have gotten some of Leonard's hair. Okay. Uh, Which is pretty close. I would like to uh, get that and go to one of the focal points. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that isn't greased up. Okay. And, <laughs> Good thinking. Uh, begin to disrupt the ritual for Leonard's grandma? I, I don't know who, who Leonard would be most... We uh, went over this. We said grandpa. Oh, yeah. It was grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. Yeah, that's grandpa. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Leonard's grandpa. So go ahead and um, make an attune roll. See how see how much you can affect this this ritual. Hey! Oh my god! Wow. Six. Dunked yeah. it. Leonard. Go. Leonard's grandpa is here. <laughs> so yeah, you 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 put down the the little tuft of Leonard's fur. And what what is like an anti? What would Leonard have put down to prevent his grandpa from being here? What is something you would, you would put down to like? Because whatever that is, you find it. You know? Um, uh, I think it was just like something of his grandmother's, because <laughs> like, his grandfather hated his grandmother. <laughs> it's, it's his grandmother on his. On his mom's side versus his grandfather on oh, his father's God. side. Oh, God. Politics. You know? the, Miriam and I stepped out of those lockers and we were just like, don't you feel like the politics from Leonard's family is really <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> well, two sides of the family don't like each other. It's a real Montague capitalist I was about situation. to say the same thing. Leonard <laughs> 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 oh. had a very similar upbringing to Romeo from Romeo and Juliet, only <laughs> when his girlfriend killed herself, he didn't. <laughs> Just like ah, nah, <laughs> nah. He's just like I was gonna bring um, up with her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you find you know some some bow or something that that is from Leonard's Leonard's grandmother, and you pocket that and you replace it with some of Leonard's fur. Okay. Um, kind of kind of pat the ground. Um, still seems like there's a, a fairly sizable group of people around here. They don't seem to be paying too much attention to the fact that you're like digging around and, and messing that with stuff. That you're doing necromancy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does does someone notice him doing necromancy? Because there's got to be at least twenty other necromancers here. Uh, there's there's a good number of necromancers, but they're all having too much fun. Well, what about there's, the ones that are doing the summoning? Um, you, you don't see any actually. We don't see any of them. I have a really good survey. <laughs> yeah, I 
I did perfect on my attune roll to get Leonard's yeah, grandfather here. You guys, you guys don't see any of like anyone who is who is actively summoning something. Oh my god, it's a setup. Right they're making they're making it where Tim's going to do the summoning for them. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> they just want to bring his grandpa back. <laughs> Him goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Chester, Chester, and Miriam. What are you guys doing now that you've you've knocked over the vat of oil? You've you've dispersed that one crowd a little bit. I think um, when Miriam and I really get going, we black out. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. We go at full party mode, man. Like that's why I destroyed the walkie-talkie. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm incommunicado <laughs> right like now. Like wide-eyed, just he's like, into the party zone. I'm in, I'm, I'm in my party trance. Like I'm just letting the world take me where I because usually like you know they say, you know what they say about party planners the best party planners don't party um <laughs> and this is exactly why and Miriam they just they just lose Miriam might here. be taking performance enhancing party supplements right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah Miriam's been working on a new batch <laughs> yeah we both we both like down a couple pills before diving in <laughs> So and we're just lost in DJ Dog Ears music. Yeah, wherever this goes, it goes. I've got some glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just tripping we're and rolling around in some grease. You just greased up, rolling around in some dogs. Yeah, we're turning it to that yeah. scene from The Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> the underground cave rave. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's, all, right, all right, useful, useful and good. God, um, role playing is fun. <laughs> I can hear the dogs now. <laughs> I can hear the dogs. Yeah, we're barking and growling. Well, and I'd, I'd say after after Miriam and, and Chester. Do you think eating yeah. people will disperse this crowd? Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, <laughs> It would disperse part of the crowd, that's for sure. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna say after after a few minutes of Chester and Miriam, um, you know, dancing around like that, Miriam, you catch sight of that very large officer in teal, um, who who seems to be staring at you, uh, Officer Buzzkill. Yep, Officer Buzzkill. Mm. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure he's not looking yep. at the Miriam doppelganger? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's that's fair. He's he, you, you catch him staring Is at you. Is the Miriam doppelganger staying next to me? Uh, <laughs> that's that's good. He. Where is where is your doppelganger? He's right next to me. It's freaking right me out. Because yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had a doppelganger. Yeah, we're high and we see like duplicates of ourselves. We're like, what the hell? He's definitely uh, he's definitely like he's he's definitely staring more at your your doppelganger than he is at you. But he you know you've yeah, definitely caught his his attention as well. He's just a dog, well. man. He's the very big dog. He's just you know, a very big dog. Everybody likes to see big dogs. Um. Tim, you were you were still finishing off that um, that ritual, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I I think I'm still finishing off the ritual, but after that, I think I'm going to get out of this mosh pit because it's a little unruly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you do you do you see Montana kind of nearby? He he helps you out. You know, he kind of helps block people from from knocking into you and uh, causing too much ruckus. You know, hurting hurting his friend too much. I feel like this robot and I have gotten a, a really good bond. Where's the hay ghost? <laughs> That's true. The hay ghost is 
the Hagos is nearby. Oh, we haven't mentioned him this episode, but he's definitely around. He's he's partying with some of the other ghosts um, that are kind of in the cin- that sort of already in the center of the um, area. Hmm. Where's, where's Where's Mister Ass? <laughs> Mr. Ass. Mr. Mr. Tom Ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Did you, did you bring him? He's probably hanging out with Chester. Yeah, he's just been with me the whole time. He just, I imagine it was like a little pocket friend for yeah, Chester. Yeah, he's just my little pocket friend. <laughs> Is Zan also like greased up in the smosh pit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a moment of clarity while I'm, while I'm uh, moshing yeah. uh, that I haven't checked on Thomas in a while. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit you, you open up the bag and he's like struggling to breathe <laughs> like like my pocket's full of grease right now <laughs> oh oh thomas i am so sorry um i really can't control myself when i get into a party trance what's zan doing what's zan doing he's he's still he was he's in the judge's booth you know uh, he, he does not seem like he's having a good time up there though uh, especially look at the mosh pit. Um, yeah. Miriam, yeah. go slip Zam some of those special party drugs you brought. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to step out of the mosh pit for a second and sneak on over to Zan and say, uh, you look kind of bummed over there. Why don't you join the party? I have to stay and judge everyone. Uh, we, but we brought that doppelganger of yours <laughs> just for this very sort of situation. <laughs> 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 How do you have a doppelganger of Zan? <laughs> this one I'm gonna I'm gonna push you on. How much stress do I need to do a flashback I, where I can doppelganger? get Zan a doppelganger. <laughs> That's gonna be hard business. Look under your table and you'll find a little gift I left for you. And under mm. there he finds a man who looks very close to him. <laughs> oh man? <laughs> His other judges don't notice? <laughs> I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like an inflatable balloon man and, and like, that's definitely what it is <laughs> yeah. and Xan looks at it for a moment he he blows it up a bit and just leaves it in the chair i think it's like that's pretty on brand for zan he that's like shadow clone <laughs> jutsu <laughs> <laughs> he tries to do it discreetly he casts, but yeah he casts an illusion spell and just blows up a Bush, version of himself Bush and Jermire, um Definitely, definitely notice, and, and they they kind of just ignore it. It's pretty standard. Zan does this all the time. Zan's like, no worries, I have a spell for this, and blows up a doll. <laughs> An inflatable doll. Yep, yep, that's pretty good. Um, and yeah, he he heads he heads down and and out into the mosh pit. I guess. Yeah, you know, takes off his shirt. And I play a fun game where we try to throw drugs in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> try and do Red Rover. Uh. Yeah, we try to get a Red Rover match going. <laughs> Greasy Red Rover. Greasy Red Rover. I'd, Greasy Red Rover is probably about as popular as regular Red Rover. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zan, he, Zan does come. He comes down. You know, he he uh, you know, he seem he seems to be happy now that he's he's down here having fun with you guys. He mentions passing someone suspicious on the way down. Alright, that'll be five coin for the drugs. Uh, <laughs> Does he bust out the flashlight? Uh, it's just <laughs> He pulls out a pulls out a flashlight. Um oh, and magic <laughs> <laughs> As you guys as you guys are are um talking with Zan, um 
the first thing you all notice as the final tick on this clock fills and the clock strikes midnight, you guys feel something like an earthquake, a, lar- a loud, thunderous crash, and, and the ground starts to shake. Um, and on the other side of the island, a giant behemoth of a monster has crashed into the docks that were being built again. That's where Corky was standing. Uh, <laughs> right where Corky was. <laughs> he was rebuilding his um, shack. <laughs> and and uh, a couple moments later, all around you uh, falls these large boulders, gigantic hard pods, uh, probably about a dozen or two dozen, kind of like hit the ground, um, slamming into, into you guys nearby. You guys probably find that nerve-wracking and and the crowd is is not happy it manages to mostly avoid the crowd mm-hmm. um i've may, maybe one or two people get hit it's, it's, it's very sad um, <laughs> Corky! I, say, I say as i laugh Corky. Uh, <laughs> yeah so so the uh you know these these giant boulders come down and, and you guys you guys see them start to like crack and break open slowly um, Miriam, whatever you put in these drugs this time is really <laughs> fucking me up. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm feeling it um, too. <laughs> and then, uh, sort of, sort of, up high above the main stage, uh, all all of the the stage the stage lights <laughs> go to, go down. <laughs> there 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 are two dogs hanging out up there. Um, all the all the other stage lights go down. Um, the music, you know, kind of like comes to a quiet and then a spotlight shines on on a single point like high above the main stage and tim you recognize the necromancer brian ferry um Wait. who was your who yeah. was your interviewer um previously just known as necromancer ferry brian ferry um, brian Brian Ferry. He's not. He's not your guys' Brian. He's not our he Brian. Confused the hell out of me. This whole time. No. Nope. Sorry. Uh, I, it has been complicated, and that's part of why I haven't used his name. But <laughs> or you see it. him. You see him dressed all in leather. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and you hear, you hear a a uh, very spacey electric guitar start to play behind him. Um, as as two more spotlights come up, and you see his two assistants. One on a drum kit, and another on on a guitar, um, and it it is it is kind of a slow mu- moving at first, um, you know, gentle drum beats, very spacey guitar, and as as the necromancer Brian Ferry begins to sing, um, his voice is is just absolutely beautiful. It it is shocking. Um, in fact, the specific song. That is playing, but probably with different lyrics, is uh, Roxy Music's uh, "Better Than" or "More Than This." You, you, we can all listen to that later. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Nope. Um, nope. But it'll it it's Brian Ferry has a strange spacey voice that is perfect for this moment, uh, and that's the actual name of the lead singer of Roxy Music. Ah, uh, the <laughs> clues were all there. The whole <laughs> the clues were all there. <laughs> um, yeah. So as he, as he as he sings. Um, a, a multitude of ghosts are are brought and summoned forth um, around you guys. Not quite as many, uh, particularly Tim. You would you would notice. You know, it, it seems like it's 
it's fewer than would be otherwise, you, despite your guys' efforts. Um, so probably, you know, maybe another two dozen ghosts or something sort of sort of appear in the area. And um, that's when you guys, that's when you notice the, ooh, blah, 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 about a group of ten other Leviathan hunters uh, who all look exactly like your friend Montana. Shirts and all? <laughs> shirts and all no they're they're not wearing shirts they they all step out onto the main stage and um as the as the music plays uh the ghosts start to coalesce around them and tim you notice several spirits forming around um your robot friend montana as well and mm. in, in sort of a a spectral dance good thing you didn't lose sight um, of them <laughs> And and as the as the boulders start to break open, you guys see large, uh, terrifying insects begin to crawl out, and the um, the Leviathan hunters, including Montana, all draw their blades, each holding familiar-looking swords in their left hands. Left-handed oh. swords. Well, it's a good thing that. Um, the characters that Richard and I were role-playing as this time were just doppelgangers. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. And we were actually back at Aunt Tim's place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old lady and I sit up, I sit up from, um, the, the comfortable chair I'm sitting in, and I'm just like, oh shit, Miriam, was it the Battle of Bands today? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim's got it under control. I'm uh, sure yes, it's going. I'm sure fun. Tim's got it handled. <laughs> and I go back to my knitting. Um, and that, I think that's where we're going to call it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Battle Buddies, your favorite Dungeons and Dragons slash Blades in the Dark role playing show. We really appreciate all the support. Everyone who's reached out to tell us how much they like the show. You've been amazing. And you couldn't have been amazing if we weren't amazing. And we couldn't have been amazing if Caitlin Conroy, the musical talent behind our theme song, was not amazing. She's incredible. Her music is just as good as she is, which, as I said, is awesome. Go check it out at caitlinconroy.bandcamp.com. And then go check out radbotproductions.com. And there you'll find the rest of the episodes for the show. And the other projects that we're working on, go ahead, drink it up. It's, it goes down smooth. Um, yeah, thank you again for listening. And tune in next time, uh, December 18th, 2019, last episode of the year. What? See ya.